Hello, hello. It is Sunday, February 21st. I'm starting to feel like a human again. And I think that means it's a good day to, to bring up another topic. Um, and I'm going to call that topic mustard cupcakes, parentheses, and the thought of feeling wasted time in relationships that don't pan out. So using your imagination, bear with me, you're in your kitchen, you have all the ingredients to make the most phenomenal, out of this world, final table on Netflix worthy Food Network award winning cupcake. Like the greatest cupcake tables have ever seen. But you forgot the sugar because if you're like me, you know, you make lists and if they somehow make it into the store and are not left on the dining table, you still manage to forget one thing. Um, so you forget, <laughs> you forgot the sugar and you get home and you don't want to go back to the store. Now I've never, I've never gone down this road of desperation, but let's just for the sake of the example, assume, you are that person and you don't want to go back to the store. So you start scavenging through the kitchen to see what you have. And in this alternate universe, you have zero sweet condiments or any sort of ingredients whatsoever. The only condiment you have is mustard. Now, <laughs> this uh, mythical cupcake could take form um, and make it through the oven, coming out resembling a cupcake if you use that mustard. Um, you know, and you're at that point where you're like, man, that mustard kind of looks pretty good. Forget about the sugar. You make it, um, and you, you take a bite, and, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna account for the fact that there's probably maybe one person in the world who would enjoy such cupcake, but um, going going with the assumption that you're the person who doesn't, you bite into that, it's probably not very enjoyable. <clears throat> and in that, in that moment, you're probably thinking, damn, I should have waited for the sugar. Now, let's use that example um, with dating. Now, you know, you're, you're somebody, you're, you're kind of getting to know people and dating, um, and you, you meet somebody and, you know, they have all, all, almost, almost all of the things that, that you're looking for. Now I know that there's, there's, you know, compromise to be made on you know, the smaller things, I guess smaller would be relative to what's important to you, but you know, I, I know some people that made a list and, and their person comes along and they check off every single line of that list down to hairstyle. And that's great. And I do think that that does happen. But for, for the sake of this conversation and an example, you know, you, you meet somebody and they encompass all, all of the things, all of the, the little things and almost all of the main things. But there's, you know, the one, one of the big things that are important to you. Um, let's say patience or, you know, ethics or um, like family relationship or something like that. And, and they don't 
have that. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that if, if you are that person that looks past that, um, I'm not saying A, the relationship won't work, and I'm also not saying B, it would be a bad relationship, but um, there are certain things that do make a difference. And I, I know that from my much, much younger days, um, there are s some ingredients that are worth waiting for. So let's go with that. And, and you know, each and every one of you, you know what ingredients are, are the ones worth waiting for. Um, if you go with, you know, somebody who, who can bring mustard to the mixing bowl, chances are down the road, you know, your emotions are going to be tied and, you know, you're going to have care and strings and, and you might, you might get to a point when you realize, you know, yes, I care, but <clears throat> this is X, Y, Z and, and maybe not feel a void, uh, but you feel off or, you know, something's missing. And then, you know, it, it's like a much longer, more complex real life version of having to dump out the batter, clean up and start over. Um, and at this point you're looking at time. Um, and you know, some, some people will say time lost. Um, and it's fair to look at it that way. And you know, in, in my earlier relationships in my, um, mid to late 20s, I, I would say the same thing, that it, that it feels like that. Um, but, you know, even in those situations, you're, it's not lost, it's not time lost. If, if you look at it in the sense of that time and your life over that time is, was teaching you things and molding you and building you into a better version of yourself for the future you and the future relationships. So um, using a, a clear example, um, if you listen to my last episode, I referenced the small town that I fell in love with in, in Michigan. And so I will say that, you know, I was introduced to that small town by a gentleman that, that I mean, I'm gonna be bold so you understand, you know, the, the levity of the example and that I'm not just blowing smoke. Um, that, that gentleman is the one that, that uh, took my heart, I mean, years later to this day, I, I still have those feelings. So, in the, of course, obviously that, that relationship didn't work out, um, but, the, the example as far as learning from relationships that didn't work and instead of looking at it as you know if if that relationship was never going to work then then why was I there you know for one you don't know that and for two you know there I feel that there's something to be gained from almost every situation if you want it to be every situation it could be every situation too um, but in this situation you know throughout the relationship, you know, there, there were times <clears throat> that I would reflect on myself and, and try to see if maybe I was doing something to, to give him the feeling that I, I wasn't invested fully um, because that was the impression that I was getting um, from him that I didn't, 
you know, a comment that was made at one point was, you only ever tell me that you love me when you feel like you're going to lose me. And I did not, I couldn't understand that. Couldn't understand that because anyone that knew me, anyone that knows me to this day knows that he's, he's the one that I think will, if not forever, for a long time live in my heart. But I, I couldn't get it uh, because in my head, I was doing things, you know, showing him that I cared and like in my heart I knew how I felt. So it's it's very easy when when you're the one who has the feelings to know that you feel that way. So it's like a subconscious thing that's going through your head and your heart. Like how could they not know? How could they not know that I love them so much? Um and I didn't get it. Um for one or two years after that relationship ended, you know, I would, something would remind me of, of that conversation and I still couldn't get it. And, you know, the, the uh, Nicholas Sparks character in me would be like, maybe one day he'll, he'll realize he was wrong and him. And it's silly. Uh, but so fast forward to, I want to say within the last year, and this was, I want to, I can't, ad right now, but I want to say about four years ago, um, within the last year, I realized, um, it hit me when I had just mentioned to you all that I didn't, because the love I had for him was so solid to me, it didn't occur to me that like the outward sound wasn't as apparent. And by that, I mean me saying it. Um, I think part of it was maybe I, at the time, you know, I was afraid or, you know, there's always that feeling of, is it going to be weird? Or even though I had said it, um, there's always that uh, fear when you say, you know, I love you. Uh, but I realized that, that um, whether it was fear or just like, assumption because I knew how I felt, that he knew how I felt. I didn't voice that. Um, and up until that point, not not in an arrogant way, but I had I had told myself, you know, and my friends that that knew what he meant to me and you know how that affected me, they they also said, you know, you were really good to him and this. But it it, it comes down to I didn't understand um, the language that that he would hear versus the language that I was speaking. You know, there's there's a I guess a, some of it was lost in translation. I guess would be the best way to say it right now. And you know, I learned that. Um, unfortunately, I learned it a little too late. But I like that's that's something that that I can take from that and and I don't mean that like well now I can go have a perfect relationship but it's something that I have come to find to be very important to me um in relationships that I have with friends or family or you know down the road if uh, when I'm dating but also just in my communication with people it has really allowed me to pick up um, or like enhance you know, gift of discernment or interpretation, perception, um, pick up on things like that and really 
kind of like meet someone at their level. Um, by no means am I perfect at that, but I do think that that reflection really helped me like see all of the the relationships or friendships or whatnot in my life and the ones that have not panned out, you know, what I was able to take from them. So if you are somebody, you know, with that mindset of those two years of my life and it was a waste, um, you know, maybe, maybe that person was, you know, an a-hole or whatnot, and, you know, it, it's better for you not to be there. And I know that those situations exist, but even in those situations, it's not necessarily a waste of time. Um, it, it puts you where you need to be. And um, if you really sit down and look, there's probably a good number of things that you've gained from that. And, you know, just a couple, like one, one lighter example, you know, my, my mom um, divorced when I was in my early twenties and remarried when she was in her fifties. Uh, and one day I asked her, I said, um, you know, do you, do you regret the way that things like panned out? You know, you were married for 20 something years. And she said, no, you know, similarly, she, she learned a lot. And also she said, otherwise I never would have met who I'm married to now. Um, and you know, that, that leads me to my, my next point with, um, dating and kind of jumping back to the mustard cupcake is, in the situations, you know, that you meet somebody who's lovely, um, they really are lovely. And it's not that, you know, a, a matter of they're not good enough for me. I, I'm not saying that at all. Um, but when you meet somebody who is great, but might not be what you're looking for, or might not be what you know you want or need, <clears throat> but we just really want to and we bend, um, I have found that it can sometimes affect people in the way of it, it does change you. Um, it, it can, you know, maybe make you less funny because maybe they don't like to joke so much or, you know, it can make you more quiet because they like to be the outspoken one or what, what have you. I mean, there, there are so many things that if it's something that you look at and you go, oh, I can work with that and you do work with that. Um, if it's not what you know in your heart of hearts, um, a situation or a relationship or a person that is compatible to you, chances are it is going to um, change you is not the word, uh, temporarily uh, just the, the real version of you. And again, um, that's not to say these relationships don't work out and, and it is a totally different concept um, from compromising certain things. And I think I'm gonna give everybody the benefit of the doubt here and say that we, we, we can all know the differences between the two. Um, but if you do that and, and you forget a part of yourself or you let a part of yourself go so that you can appease them to make the relationship work, not only is it going to take some time for you to rebuild yourself if if you choose or that relationship does end, you know, not only is it going to take you that time to rebuild and, and get comfortable in your shoes again, but also um, there is a big chance that, that you're going to miss the 
the meeting point was somebody who was looking for the whole youth. Um, so to explain that a little bit, you know, you meet the person and you're, you know, over time you get less and less jokey. Um, while you're in that relationship, you know, your path might cross somebody who, who enjoys and gravitates towards somebody who laughs and is funny and somewhere or another you cross paths with them and they don't, they don't see that. They completely miss you because you're not you. There's somebody in the world that is looking for you exactly as you are, but they can't see you because you're not you. Um, so it's, it's just important to, to make sure, I guess, to summarize that, to hold on to and be strong in what makes you you. Um, and, and that kind of trickles into being strong in what you're looking for in someone. And I guess the, the difference there would be, you know, things that affect you and your life and your, and your way of living um, versus, you know, when we're talking about compromises, maybe things that you like or you enjoy. Um, it's, it's really kind of a complicated line, I guess, to draw the difference between. But, you know, you, everybody knows what's right for them. And you know what's important to you. So just, you know, every once in a while, if you want the taste of a mustard cupcake, if you haven't yet created your fantastical cupcake slash solid relationship, you know, there's there's something to be learned uh, from every adventure. But in in the sense of dating... Um, kind of going back to the entire message that, and, and something that I hear all the time from people is, you know, I, like the wasted time when you're single, even, you know, everybody, you know, feels like it's time wasted. And, you know, there are times where I understand that, <clears throat> you know, you want to share certain experiences with people. Um, but, if you think about it, um, I feel like I'm, I'm sounding maybe pretty Dr. Phil here, but maybe not Dr. Phil. If you think about it in, in the sense of time that you're not with somebody else is a relationship that you're having with yourself, that's going to be the most critical time of dating in your life. Um, because, you know, we've all heard the saying, be who you want to date. <clears throat> and in the, in the time that you're not dating people or anyone or in a relationship, that's, that's time that you, you can explore what you want to do. You have, you know, the ability to do whatever you want to do whenever you want to. And that's not to say that a relationship is a ball and chain. You know, when you're in a relationship and if it's a healthy one, I don't think that the the expectation of you can't do anything without me and you have to tell me everything that you're doing. I don't I mean that's to me not the healthy expectation in a relationship, but it does become like a mutual proactive respect. Like, hey, I'm just going to let them know I'm doing this. Um because that's, you know, a healthy relationship and it's consideration. So so that being said, 
when you are single though, you, you're, I mean, you can be free and do whatever you want to do. That's a chapter in your life. Um, and if you look at your life as a book, if every single chapter was the same, um, I would be asleep after chapter 1.5, I think. So enjoy that chapter of, <clears throat> of dating yourself, of being single, of meeting people, of traveling or cooking or napping on Saturday, eating donuts, whatever it is that you like to do. Enjoy that chapter. Enjoy every single chapter. They are going to be totally different. Good, bad, sad, happy, horrible, great. I want to do it again. I never want to go there again. But I mean, that's that's all part of life. That's what makes life life. And in this case, that's what makes dating and finding somebody, dating and finding somebody. So, you know, be selective in your sugar slash condiment selection. Um, date with intent, whether that's yourself or other people. And just, you know, trust, trust the process. And, and when, when it's kind of a sad time or you're feeling discouraged, use that as like a prompt. You know, when you start to feel discouraged, whether it's a relationship that just ended or, you know, you want to start dating, that second that you start to feel bad, that's when the flag should go up. Well, this is the this is the sign. What did I learn from the relationship? You know, really dig into it and see how you can you can be a better you. Um, and you know, if if you're sad about being single, I mean, flip the script and look at it like I'm not going to be single forever. I'm going to find somebody that I love and that I'm spending my life with, and I'm going to be so happy. But there will be times, you know, like when guys have their guys weekends, you know, they go back to like the single days and just joke around and have fun as guys. That would be an example. Just understand that that's not going to be the way it is forever. So you should enjoy the now. I mean, a lot of these cheesy coffee mugs have these cheesy sayings for a reason. Enjoy the now, whether it's a bumper sticker or a coffee mug or a tattoo on your bum bum. It's very true. So enjoy the now. Um, and if you are somebody listening who actually does enjoy mustard cupcakes, I apologize. So you can switch that condiment to be something that you don't like. Um, maybe Worcestershire, Worcestershire sauce, however you say that. I know there's a variety of ways. So that's it, y'all. Um, I am excited to hear some feedback. Would really like to have somebody join me for a conversation. Um, only talk to yourself for so long before you you wonder if you're repeating yourself so um, i hope you all have a great great week make it a good one you deserve it <laughs>